In today's episode, we meet Maura Bain. Maura has a heart for the Lord. She served the Lord all of her life as an, an adult, and she works as a realtor. The Lord is using the normal people of this world, and Maura is seeing the Lord through her hands touch hurting people as a normal part of her day. The Firestorm Live broadcast coming at you again Tuesday evening. Always a thrill. Thank you for your time. And tonight's show, like always, is going to provoke and encourage you that there is more. I just feel like the Lord is so pleased. He's so happy. He's joyous. You know, we don't serve a dour, angry king. He is gloriously happy. And you know what he's gloriously happy about? The word says that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. It says that the Lord poured out on Jesus the oil of joy more than anyone else. Well, what's he so joyful about? But for the joy set before him. You know what I believe the joy is? The joy is you. The joy is the children that were saved and redeemed. And the joy is to see them moving in fullness. My guest tonight is our friend Maura Bain. And Maura... I think you're going to, I know you're going to love Mora. Everybody loves Mora. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves Mora. <laughs> and I really think that the reason for that is she just exudes just a peaceful comfort level as a daughter. Mora, you, you move in a level that makes people be very comfortable to talk to you. They, um, you have a natural... You just have a natural air about you. So tell us about yourself. You're a mom. I found out today you used to be a veterinarian. Correct. You're a realtor. Uh, you're married. You live in Virginia Beach. I'll tell, have you tell more. But the reason I give that background, everyone, is because my guests on the Firestorm Live broadcast are all about regular people just like you who are moving in a level of anointing and a level of Holy Spirit co-laboring with them. And part of their normal everyday life is they are praying for people in the world, in the public sphere, as part of their life, and they are seeing people supernaturally healed. They're seeing people rededicate their lives. They're seeing people break through of bondages and various things are getting delivered from as a regular part of their everyday life. It's not for the elite few. It's for all of the children. And Mora, tell us about... Just tell us about yourself. Tell us. Um... Well, I grew up in Virginia Beach, Navy brat. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in Virginia Beach for the most part. And um, I have, I'm have. i a mom of three adult children now. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, just graduated the youngest from college um, two days ago. Congratulations. Yeah, That's so... a, that is a <laughs> way mark. I love yes. that. I know. Um, Lynn and I have graduated yes. a bunch of kids from school. We actually just graduated our youngest out of high school. Oh, Thank wow. you, Lord. So yes, we're on amen. one more, the college track. There you go. So I'm with you. Yeah. 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 So just, uh, you know, I started life as a veterinarian here in the area once I graduated from school and uh, came back and had some health issues. And okay. God said, time to time to leave. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was able to be a mom for a couple of years, did a home-based business mm-hmm. for a little while. And then we felt like the Lord was opening the door for real estate. And I thought, oh, never, never, <laughs> never would have imagined that. So, you know, sometimes the Lord closes the door that you wanted your whole life. I always wanted to be a veterinarian yeah. and I got that chance for about 15 years. And then I felt that that he was just leading me another way. So okay. I was blessed to be able to be a mom for a couple of years with 
Great. You know, seeing the girls grow up. What's so. exciting about this is, Maura, you sound like, I'm sure, a lot of our listeners a lot of our listeners were graduating from kids from school. We got, uh, you know, jobs and we've had career changes and life. Mm -hmm. You don't sound like some sort of religious elite that I can't relate to. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Not elite at all. (laughs) And that is the point, everyone, of the Firestorm Live broadcast is that I believe as your host that Jesus didn't come to show us what he could do But like a good teacher, he came to show us what we would do, and then he modeled it as his earthly ministry. And we don't just follow the words of Jesus, but we also take note of the works of Jesus. They weren't just for him. They were actually for all of us. That's why the Lord could say, you will do greater things than I have done. Right. Which for me, I always bounced over that stuff. In scripture. I don't know for you, Maura, but for me, you know, I know the word, I've been teaching the word, I've been involved, I've been a Christian for 35 years. Wow. But I always bounced over all the supernatural stuff that Jesus was doing because I thought, well, of course. He is God. Right. Of course he can give sight to the blind. Right. Of course he can raise the dead. He's Jesus. But there was never a point that I thought, you know, maybe he's doing that to show us what we should do. And when I encounter hurting people, somebody with a cast on their arm, I should pray for healing for them and they will be healed. Right. Back to the old WWJD, what would Jesus do in this situation? For me, I came from a conservative background, Um, not exposed to any of this and really not exposed to the word at all. Okay. Not at all. I didn't become a believer until I was in my 30s. Okay. So, but I got into the Bible. I got into a Bible study and I just started believing what I was reading. Mm. Everything. <laughs> Everything. And I was in a very conservative church and I would ask questions and they would kind of dismiss me. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, but but this is what the word says. And it was a conservative Bible study too. Yeah. But the word still spoke to me and I thought, I want to see this. I want to see Pentecost. I want to see the miracle signs. I want to see that we're supposed to do. Nobody taught me this stuff. It was just the Bible, just getting into the word. So, um, you know, I don't come from a background of seeing any of this and, and being mentored for decades or anything like that. It's really just very recent. But now you are seeing. Now I am. You are. So what are you seeing? Are you seeing people healed in Lynn Haven Mall? Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. <laughs> Are you seeing people come to the Lord in fullness as part of your regular life as a realtor? When Do you, do you pray for people on the job? I mean, I, Yes. Actually, today <laughs> I was in a class and every single person there, there was only four of us, every single person there complained of health issues before the class started. So afterwards, before everybody left, I just came back in. I said, okay, we're going to pray for everybody right now. And so we all just held hands. And just prayed one at a time. And and they all received it. They all received it right yeah. there at, at work. At work. At work. And the beauty of all this for our listeners is, and I'll just tie this back to scripture to make it a, a legitimate meeting, <laughs> is uh, Matthew 10. Jesus sends out the 12. Mm-hmm. And I love Matthew's account of this. And this is Matthew 10, verse 1. It says, Jesus called his 12 disciples together. 
and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Then it names all the apostles. And for me, for a long time, I'm like, okay, he gave the authority to those 12 disciples. That doesn't really relate to me. But then what I find out is that what Jesus was doing with the 12 and then later with the 72 is he's modeling all of this. So what he did for the 12 would be what he would do for me if I was there right now, right? right? And Jesus says this in verse 8. He doesn't say, go pray for the sick. (laughs) He says, go heal the sick. Heal, exactly. And that was one key scripture for me when I was versed in the word in a Bible study. He healed all diseases, and that just jumped out of the page. Yeah. All. Jesus never missed. Not 90%. Yeah. All. Every single one that ever came to him or every one the Lord sent him to were all healed every single time. Scripture is really clear about that. Right. And so when we go through Matthew 10, 8, heal the sick, it says, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons, give as freely as you have received. And I feel like, Maura, for a lot of believers, I was one of them. I bounced over that. And I thought, well, Jesus is doing that because he's God. I'm not God. Therefore, right. I can't do that stuff. That's very – I mean, that's almost sinful to even think that I could do what Jesus did. But I think we were taught that. I was taught that. Yeah. But then Jesus said, you're going to do greater things than I did. Right. Uh, so I just wrestled with that reality. And like you, I just stepped out and started trying, (laughs) right? I just started praying for people when I saw a hurt person or just to be kind to someone. Hey, thanks for my latte. Hey, can I pray a blessing on you before I leave when I'm going through the drive-thru lane at Starbucks? Can I just pray a blessing on you? And the the barista's like, okay. (laughs) You know, they don't know how to process that. And I would just do a quick 10 second, Father, you love them so much. Thank you, Lord, that I got to meet Anna today. And I just lift her up to you. I thank you, Lord, that you love her, that you have a beautiful plan for her life. Would you just connect with her heart today in a special way that she knows you see her in Jesus name, amen. And off I drive. And who could be offended by that? I never have been told no. Right. But I've seen people get out of wheelchairs now. Wow. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen one person raised from the dead. Uh, Amazing, right? And what if that is actually the heritage of every single believer? That's really what Firestorm Live is about, is to bring folks like you, Maura, (laughs) that are living this way as part of their normal life. So let's talk about a few cool things that the Lord has co-labored with you. Right. And I've had to correct my speech in a way and that I used to say the Lord uses me to uses you to be his hands and feet gotcha. to heal people. But then, you know, the Lord just talked to me and said, you know, I don't use anybody. That's good. Yeah. I invite right. you to co-labor with right. what I'm already doing. That's more exciting. It is, right? Because yeah. Jesus yeah. said, you know, the Son of Man can do nothing on his own. This rocked me when I read this. The Son of Man can do nothing on his own. He only does what he sees the Father doing. He only says what he hears the Father saying. So that means Jesus couldn't heal anybody either. Right. Back to your excuse <laughs> of, well, Jesus could do it because it was Jesus. Yeah. And now it's saying Jesus did only what his father said. Right. He did he everything that it. he did, not as God, but as a man in perfect relationship with God. Right. 
well, I don't have perfect relationship with God, so I can't do it. But wait a second, isn't that the gospel? <laughs> isn't the gospel that when I come to Jesus, I now have perfect fellowship with my father because of the cross? Right, right. Well, then if you put all these pieces together, you're like, I was like, well, wait a second. Then that means my righteousness is all because of the cross. That means that I should be able to do what Jesus did because it's not me doing it anyway. Right. It's the very spirit that lives in me that's doing it, which is the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. And it just got really cool. That's and the big <laughs> mind shift, I think, is when you can say, wow, I have that authority in me. It's just kind of strange at first to think yeah. that. And then you're like, but the authority and the power that raised Jesus, Jesus from, from the, the dead. dead is in me. And what's been bought and paid for has already been bought and paid for. Oh, can't. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, you know, the cross paid it all. Yeah. We've we've got all it's it's really accessing the authority and the power and knowing that just knowing it, just yeah. walking into the sonship and daughtership that we already have. Amen. Because Christ paid it all. And what does that look like in a in the life of Mora? What does accessing the daughtership look like? Let's do a testimony or two. Okay. What have you seen? Well, um, I, I'm trying to think. Let's about talk about the. Okay, so I'll, oh, I'll set you up. I'll set okay, you up, good, and then good, you good, knock it you. down. <laughs> so you and your husband, who we will have on as a guest also in another show, you guys do a lot of uh, love and action outreach uh, around Virginia Beach, specifically around the ocean front. Mm -hmm. And I know there are a lot of homeless people around there, and a lot of people would say, "Let's stay away from the homeless." because they're scary, they're dangerous, they're on drugs or mentally ill, or, and they might, that might be correct. However, my Jesus would be right in the middle right. of that group because he was, he went to the outcast, he went to the right. destitute. And I know you have gone into those places and you have prayed for a lot of homeless people. Mm -hmm. So tell us, tell us a praying for homeless Testimony. Well, and I, I can encourage people, too, because I'm not one that gets words of knowledge or just, you know, feels like I'm supposed to go to this corner at this time. We just walk down the oceanfront. And I think sometimes God, the way he works with me is there's just a person in front of me that just catches my eye. Okay. Just any even before Jesus, you'd be walking with and you just your eye would catch somebody in the store. So I happened to see a gentleman um, sitting on the street um, eating his dinner. Homeless man. A homeless man on the street eating his dinner. A bunch of people walking around, nobody paying attention to him. And I just thought, I want to just say hi, mm -hmm. look him in the eye, let him know that he matters um, just by speaking to him and saying, wow, that looks like an awesome meal you got there. And he was so excited. He was like, yeah, it was great. Somebody just gave me this. And, and so that just started a conversation. So sometimes I feel like I'm just the catalyst maybe okay. to start the conversation because then um, we got to talking with him, ends up, he, he motioned something. He tried to get up and he had difficulty and he grabbed his shoulder. And we were like, well, is something going on with your shoulder? And so my husband said, well, let's pray. Let's pray for your shoulder. Oh, I'm sorry, for rib. Actually, was, he was commenting about his rib first. Okay. And he said, yeah, I fell. And he was telling us the story. I fell and I broke my rib. And I don't know if you've ever had a broken rib, but it yeah. hurts. Everything hurts. Yeah. You can't breathe. Every time you breathe, right. So he tried to get up, and he was having difficulty. Anyway, long story short, I just started the conversation. Jack came in and prayed for him. The guy's rib, they 
it popped. He and he and Jack just bug eyed, <laughs> look at each other like, oh, my gosh, did you just hear that? And his rib was healed. He was no longer in pain. He could breathe completely well. And then he started doing something with his shoulder. He couldn't raise his shoulder up. And we said, well, do you have a shoulder problem? So we prayed for a shoulder. And next thing we know, he's doing this, too. And he's praising God and saying, you know, just saying praises to God right there in the street. And this is just on the ocean front walking around down in that area. Right. Where other people would say, uh, let's steer clear of those folks. They could be dangerous. You, instead, you just go straight up and engage them like they're regular. Mm -hmm. They could be a friend of the office. Right. Right. And and I remember you and I had talked. I think a lot of times folks don't know how to engage in a culture outside of their own. So we just stick to our own kind of grouping. Yes. And which limits our our ability to be love in any and all Mm -hmm. situations. I've found... It's when you're out of your comfort zone that the comforter shows up. That's so good. You know, Jesus said, you know, he said, hey, basically paraphrasing, uh, hey, guys, I'm leaving and you should be happy I'm leaving because if I didn't leave, the comforter (laughs) wouldn't come. And the comforter is going to remind you of everything I've taught you. He's going to give you power. Uh, Well, when do you need a comforter? When you're uncomfortable. So if you want more Holy Spirit influence and power in your life, I think we have to get out of our comfort zones where we can rely on the comfortor. Mm. And that's what I hear from you in that story. And the Lord supernaturally heals this man. Mm -hmm. So what? So tell me about his ribs. So you hear it pop? Yes. Like audibly? Yes. And all of his pain goes away. Just looked at each other like, did you feel that? Did you hear that? It was really funny. Go Jesus. It was, I love it. It was a go Jesus. And it and it's just making somebody feel like you are a son of the most high God. Yeah. You just probably don't know it yet. Yeah. And mm. you just need to hear, you know, just a touch from the king. Just to know that you matter. Your life matters. And I'm not I'm not a big evangelist. I don't mm. have that gifting. Mm-hmm. I'd never walked in it before, but what better time than now when people are really hurting and confused and so mm. much confusion mm. and chaos. And to just to go out and just to make someone feel loved, you know, even sometimes just a smile. If you don't, if, you know, if that's all you get is a nanosecond with somebody, just a smile and let them know that they matter. I love that. And I feel like for our listeners, you know, and just especially for me, I always felt like I needed more. I I need more training. I need to learn how to do this. I need, there was always some limit of why not yet. (laughs) There was some gap. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's really when the Holy Spirit started working on me and showed me I, we're not waiting on me to do anything more. Or God, God's already done everything. He's waiting on me to step out. Mm-hmm. Right. And stepping out was always the awkward part. But once you do it and you get out of your comfort zone, right. comforter shows up. And yeah. comforter does amazing mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine some of our listeners are thinking about that going, wow, that's really different. What would it be like? If a normal part of your week, every week, was you saw at least one person supernaturally healed and praised Jesus, awesome. what would it be like <laughs> if a normal part of your week was someone rededicating their life to the Lord? Maybe they grew up with him and they've strayed very far away. What would it be like if your normal week was you end up talking to someone and they straight up manifest a demon in the UPS store and then get complete? You can't leave them like that, so they get delivered. <laughs> What would it be like? Would would that be a more exciting, adventurous Christian life? 
Certainly would not be boring. (laughs) You know, that's available. That is available to every single believer. So if you're just tuning in to the Firestorm Live broadcast, I'm your host, Scott Gilbert. Every Tuesday at 530, I get the joy, the pleasure of encouraging you that the Lord of hosts, the King of kings, Jesus himself, the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, if you are a believer, truly does live in you. That's what the word says. And I get the joy of bringing on guests who are living that out in a dramatic way in the public sphere, and they are seeing people touched by the power of God every day, everywhere they go. My guest tonight is Maura Bain. And Maura, we have so many, you have so many cool testimonies. Um, I'm going to set you up for another one here. Okay. Okay. Oh, let's see. Do you want to do the um, arthritis in Lynn Haven Mall, or do you want to do the woman with the cast? Oh, either one. (laughs) Well, we'll have to do both of them now. I can do the woman of the cast pretty quick, because um, the main thing with that is sometimes you think that there's an obvious healing that needs to take place. Woman Mm -hmm. in a cast. I'm going to pray for her arm. But when we talked to her, she really had uh, her response was, I want you to pray for my daughter. So where? But she just told me about all these surgeries she's had on her arm and she's got a cast. So where did you encounter this this person? At a store. At a store. So this was not in church. No. This was not in the back of the church after service. Mm -mm. This was in a store. In a store. And lots of our listeners, you go to stores. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And you see people that might have a cast on their arm or a boot cast or a carpal tunnel brace. I I see it all the time now. So, Maura, how did you engage that person? I think it was, um, you know, hey, how's it going? Could I could I pray for you? Is there anything I can pray for you about when you don't know, when you don't have the obvious cast or something like that? Hey, I just feel like. God just wanted me to say hi and see if I could pray for you for anything. Is there anything I can pray for you about? That's really disarming. It doesn't sound like you want anything from them right, right now. Right. And sometimes they're kind of like, this is weird. <laughs> because <laughs> and they is, loosen up. It is out of the ordinary. <laughs> yes. Right? Um, in fact, the last few times folks I've prayed for, they, they kind of pause for a moment and process. And then they uh, okay. Right. Like here? Yeah, right here. And and then we keep it short. Right. So you engage this woman with a cast on her arm in a store mm-hmm. and you just mentioned that hey, can can I pray for your can I pray for your arm? And did she have how how did she respond to can I pray for your arm? She said yes, but then but my daughter. I want to pray for my daughter. Okay. And I said, oh, okay. So, but we started praying for the cast anyway. You still prayed for the arm because it's obvious. It's <laughs> right there I'm in new front. at this and I'm fumbling my way. So, oh, I love that. Um, so we started praying and, and I remembered, oh, wait, let me ask how much pain there is. And so on a scale from one to 10, and she was probably at a 10. So we prayed for her arm and it went down to eight. And I was Which, like, oh, that's, that's not much. That's underwhelming. You yeah. know, that's like no fun at all. And then I went, okay, wait a minute. Let me pray for your, can I pray for your daughter? And so the daughter had been in the hospital. I don't even remember the whole story, but her mother's heart for her daughter outweighed everything else that was going on, outweighed her own pain and her own amount of surgeries. And so then we prayed for the daughter and just prayed for healing and, you know, supernatural healing. And daughter's not there. Daughter's not there. Okay. I don't even have a picture of a daughter. But but the mom knows she's hearing you pray for, lift up her daughter. Right. Okay. 
And then we get back to praying for the arm. Actually, we prayed for the daughter and we said, well, um, you know, what are you feeling now? And she said, oh, I'm down to, I'm like five, four, something like that. And then we said, well, let's keep praying. And as we prayed, then we just started seeing her move her hand. She couldn't do that before. And she just kept looking at it. And then she just said, I could not, I could not do this before. And so I think we got her down to a one, but with full movement. And then she was on her way, you know, with a happy heart. Yeah. So a healed heart as well as a healed hand, arm. Beautiful. Which was amazing. What a beautiful testimony. So just by noticing a hurting person, Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit gives you wisdom. Um, Oh, and she says, pray for my daughter. I love that more. I love that. She says, pray for my daughter. We're like, no, 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 let's pray for the arm. (laughs) And, And you don't really see a lot of change. Right. But then when you go back and pray for the daughter, the woman's arm gets healed. Right. It's like light bulb went off. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And what I see in that, and I think that's a, this is just a really great teaching point for our listeners, is really, you just have to be obedient and go love people. Right. When you move in love, you're doing it right. But if you come with an agenda, oh, look, somebody limping, get them. Right. That is not, I don't think you're going to see Holy Spirit manifest in that at all. That's not honoring that person. Yeah. If you treat them as a case or a number. Great. Yeah. It's, it's all about the love and you know, how can I love this person and make them feel, feel honored and seen like the homeless man. Seen. Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. And, and I feel like that is approachable for people that are listening to the show and they hear these testimonies and a lot of our testimonies can seem very dramatic, you know, blind eyes open and people, you know, I try to, I I promise you, they're all (laughs) legitimate. I don't have, I, we don't make anything up. I promise you. But really to me, the ones that matter the most are the people, if they, if you engage someone and offer to pray for them in the world and they felt loved, you did it right. You did it right. Absolutely. I'm the least likely, I feel. I feel like every time we have a group together to go out, and I'm doing it just because the word says so, um, I'm the one that wants to kind of hide. I'm, 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 I'm there in person, but my heart is like, I really would rather go to the back of the store and just kind of <laughs> hang out and see what's on sale instead of actually engaging someone. Mm-hmm. But um, so back to the woman in the in Lynn Haven Mall. Yeah. Um, went into the mall and again just expecting to oh gosh here we go i don't know what to say i don't know what to do but i'm here and i saw a woman and um clearly in need she had severely arthritic hands and um but they were speaking spanish and i was like oh darn i don't know spanish fluently (laughs) but one of our team when we were walking into the mall was speaking spanish outside the mall and i didn't know he spoke spanish so i said Uno momento. <laughs> I knew that much. So the Lord just provided. Provided a and, translator. And when you say team. team, let's clarify this for our okay. listeners. So a team is like how many people? It depends on the night and who comes. Okay. Um, sometimes it's been me and my husband. Two. Two. Uh, or three or four. But, right. But we, More than one. But we don't roll up on someone with a group of six or eight no. Christians and say, can we pray for you? No, because then they're all like, what is happening? <laughs> and weird. it does not make them feel comfortable. Right. 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 It's awkward. Yeah. So. So you're going in little groups, two or three. 
little groups, two or three. And we like to have a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. That way, if if we come up to a woman and there's two men, she doesn't feel awkward or approached good point you know uh there and 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 same vice versa if you if women go up to a man that they don't feel anything and they're not conveying the wrong message so we travel in twos that way couples Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. like my wife and i when when we go out it's really natural because lynn can talk to the the checkout girl you know differently than i would and she'll open the door and then you know maybe i'll engage maybe i won't Um, and I see that with you and your husband, right? Is that you just really play that smoothly? So the mm-hmm. so the lady with the arthritic hands who doesn't speak English, and you need a Spanish translator. Just so happens, just so happens. one of your guys yes. from Alabama yes. is a fluent Spanish speaker. Who knew? Yeah, Christian, yeah. fluent yeah. Spanish speaker. Right. And uh, so you get him. Yeah. What's the Lord do? And then we just start praying. Well, Christian's just looking at me, and I'm thinking. Okay, I guess I'm supposed to pray then. <laughs> and so I just barely touched her hands because I didn't know how painful they were. And just barely touched her hands and just started praying for her. And and Christian was translating. And I don't know how long it took, but next thing we know, she's moving her hands a little bit. They were the worst hands I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anything like that. And she just, you could tell her countenance. When somebody's pain leaves their whole countenance change. And you could tell that countenance change. And then she was talking with her husband, who he spoke some broken English. And so we were able to translate and and understand as well um, that she was, her pain was leaving. And we just kept praying and kept praying. and, and, And then it seemed like it was gone. Next thing I know, the husband's trying to pay us. And we're like, oh, no, no, no. We don't do that. No, it's Jesus, you know. Direct people to Jesus, Jesus. You know, they're like, thank you, thank you. And I'm like, well, it's Jesus. It's Holy Spirit and Jesus that healed you. So that was just so exciting. I have walked decades of of pain with chronic illness. So that's something that is really near and dear to my heart, to see somebody relieved of pain. They may not get out of a wheelchair. I've had that happen twice where we prayed for somebody in a wheelchair, but they had such intense pain. That was their burden. Mm -hmm. That was their big prayer request. And to just see their, their face change and there's just, you could see that sigh when you know Holy Spirit's all over them. And that's just the biggest reward that there is. So in the next part of the show, I'm really excited to ask you, you you say we pray for people. If you could just kind of model for our listeners what that would sound like, okay? Because I think a lot of people are like, okay, pray for someone with arthritic hands. How do you pray? Because for me, I never saw anybody, I never saw anybody healed. I prayed for lots of people and they never, nothing ever changed. I never saw anything. And, but then the Lord started teaching me through the scriptures of how Jesus did it. Mm. And I learned that, first of all, Jesus is praying really short prayers. Right. He's never begging his father. <laughs> He's praying with an authority level that completely torqued mm. off the religious community. Right. Why, what authority do you do this? Right. Because they knew he was coming in authority. So for me, what I did is I just modeled the way Jesus was praying. And then I started seeing people healed. Mm -hmm. And so I know it's available for everybody because I'm not special. I'm just a normal Christian. 
So let's talk about that in the next part of the show. And if you're tuning in to us, I want to thank you for listening to the Firestorm Live broadcast. I know you have a lot of things that could take your time. I'm Scott Gilbert. I'm your host. And every week we share testimonies of regular Christians just like you moving in what we call love in action which is praying for people as part of our normal lives organically at day to day in whatever we're doing and we're seeing those people touched by the power of the holy spirit often in dramatic ways always they feel peace always they feel loved and the lord is just being glorified in the public square by regular Christians just like you. So we share those testimonies to encourage and provoke you that there is more than maybe you had ever known as a believer. This is available to every single believer. So you can find us online at firestormunited.org, firestormunited.org. You can see past shows. You can see the backstory of the testimonies. A lot of times we have video, we have various evidences for people that we're seeing getting healed and coming to the Lord. But more than that, we want to encourage you to run with us. We're all over the place in Hampton Roads, and we have Firestorm folks all over the country, really all over the world now. But starting a ministry like this in the middle of a worldwide pandemic... (laughs) has been really, really crazy. And we have big plans. So that's firestormunited.org. And we're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. You can find us there and we would love to uh, to connect with you. You can come out with us. You can come out with our teams. You can come out and we do this organically, guys, but this is a normal thing. You can come out and we'll show you how to do it, how mm-hmm. to pray for people, mm-hmm. how to be cool, not weird, <laughs> right? Still working on that. Still working on it. <laughs> so my guest tonight is Maura Bain and Maura, I would love to talk about you're seeing people healed in Lynn Haven Mall mm-hmm. when you go out and pray for folks. I love it that you describe yourself as you're not an evangelist. Mm-mm. You're just a daughter. But there is an opportunity here for every single believer. And if Mora can do it, I want you to say I can do it. If Scott can do it, you can do it. This is not for the elite few. This is not for people that have whatever, whatever elite status, you know, spiritual authority you think they need. No, all you need to do is be a believer, be a full believer Christian in Jesus. And once that happens, Holy Spirit infills you. That's what you get as being a believer. And then I think the question is, what are you going to do about it? You're just going to sit in church and learn more and eat more and eat more and eat more forever? Or are you going to give it away? And what does it look like to give it away? So, Maura, you had said that you had prayed for, let's just talk about the the lady with the arthritic hands that got healed Mm -hmm. in Lynn Haven Mall. We always train people and teach people that you want to keep it short when you pray. Mm -hmm. You don't want to drone on and on. You want to keep it really quick because Jesus kept it short. He's our model. So what did Jesus say at the, say, the tomb of Lazarus, most dramatic miracle in the history of the world up until that time? Nobody had ever raised anyone from the dead. Jesus does it. And what does Jesus say? If you look in the scripture, you know what Jesus says? Three words. Lazarus, come out. (laughs) Three words. (laughs) Right? Right. He doesn't beg his father. Right. He actually even starts with like, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Oh, and by the way, I didn't say that for you because I know you always hear me. I said it for all of them that are listening, (laughs) which is he's modeling. He's modeling. And then he says, Lazarus, come forth. 
So we keep yeah. it really short. Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask you, so how would you, just to model it for our listeners, how would you pray for the woman with the arthritic hands if you were to, if she were here right now? How would, what would that prayer sound like? Okay, let's see if I can do this. Um, well, Father God, I just, I lift up my, my friend to you this day. I just know how much you love her. Of course, she speaks Spanish, but if they're speaking English and they can hear me, sure. um, you know, just roll with it. But um, I, I just, I lift up my friend to you, Lord God. I know how much you love her. I know how much she is your daughter and that you want her healed. So you are Jehovah Rapha. You are, your name means healer and your name means peace. So I just speak peace over um, over her situation. I pray healing over her hands. I command this pain to leave now in Jesus' name. I love that. That was so quick. And if you, you, you know, you can't see this because we're on radio, but uh, so when she said, I command this pain to leave now, you snapped your fingers under the table. Yes, Laura. That was kind of cool. Right. That was kind of cool. Um, now there's no, don't get religious. About yeah. yeah there's... But what I loved about that, Maura, is you just commanded mm -hmm. her body to be healed. Right. We don't command angels. We don't command God. I, I guess yeah. we can command angels i don't know maybe that's another <laughs> subject that's another show. we can't command god no but we can command he's given us authority so we have authority over the cells and the body and yeah. so we can take authority over that and if we sense that there's something you know a spirit of infirmity mm. or a spirit of pain or something like that just command it to leave and then pray in god's healing pray in the peace pray in normal function you know just complete mobility yeah you just speak it, just call it out right right um and right now lord i thank you for and this is just for me i thank him for what i want to see right i thank you yeah. for total movement to return right now in right because you know he can do it yeah yeah and so i don't ask i don't beg father you know this is what i learned guys i learned right. this is the model lord if it's your will right you can heal <laughs> so and so's arthritic hands that was it. And I never saw anybody healed. Right. Because first of all, we're starting with doubt. We're starting, we're starting with doubt. Mm -hmm. We're coming as a servant. We're not coming as a son where we can boldly enter the throne room and receive grace right. in time of need. Right. We're not doing that. Right. And I never saw anybody healed until I started seeing wait. When we step into the commanding and we step into the fullness and we do it the way Jesus did, then stuff changes. That's right. And we can command. I love the way you said that. We don't command God. We thank God, mm -hmm. but we can command the body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just looking through, there's, there's a lot. So this is all over the place in the scriptures, but in Luke nine, Jesus sends out the 12. And then in Luke 10, he sends out the 72. And let's just look at Luke 9, the beginning of chapter 9. Uh, Jesus called together his 12 disciples. He gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. All. That's what he did. And right. then if, if you go forward to, to Luke 10, the next chapter, the Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns he planned to visit. Here's his instructions. You know this probably. The harvest is great. The workers are few. Pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into this field. Now Jesus gives them a command. Now go. Remember that I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money, traveler's bag, all that. Enter someone's house, stay there, all this. 
But then in verse 9, he says, heal the sick. Tell them the kingdom of God is here. I love that because nowhere in the scriptures does Jesus say to pray for the sick. He says to heal the sick. Right. I can't heal anybody. Yes. I don't have the power to heal anybody. And I find it interesting. I'd love to know what you think about this, Maura, is that Jesus asks the disciples, which I'm a disciple, to do a lot of impossible things. Right. He says, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Mm -hmm. Heal the sick, cast out devils, uh, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. He never says pray that the dead would be raised. He says, raise the dead. Mm -hmm. Why did the Lord ask us to do all these impossible things? Because he gave us the power to do it through Holy Spirit. I love this. I haven't seen it all yet. I'm still working on the raising the dead part. <laughs> It'll come. It'll it come. will. Yeah. It will. Um, I think, I think you're right on there. It's because we know we can't do those things. And when you get outside of yourself, it's so freeing. It is. The, the, the pressure's off when you know Holy Spirit's in charge. Holy Spirit has the, has the power to have this person give their life to, to the Lord or, yeah. you know, Jesus has to move in for, for healing. And so when you just, okay, God, you know, I'm going to pray and that's it and, and, and take the pressure off. off. Yeah. Yeah. And the first time it happens too, you're like, whoa, you know, cause I didn't do anything. Yeah. I've done this a couple of times or many times, whatever, but wow. When you see the first healing, it's, it's almost addictive in the sense that you're just like, wow. You feel so privileged that God worked through you mm -hmm. to help somebody else. Yeah. I think truly that's his heart. And rolling back to the very beginning of the show, and I was saying, I just feel like the Lord is so joyful. He is so joyful over you, his children, his daughters, his sons. He's so joyful. He doesn't yeah. have a wrinkled brow. Oh. He's not looking at you with a, you know, kind of an irritated attitude. He's so joyful over you. Why? Because, but for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. You're the joy right. set before yes. him. And, you know, in, in, in Luke 10, he taught, you know, Jesus sends them out and he gives them all the authority and you give, you know, I, I have given you authority over all the powers of the enemy, you know, and all these things that you'll do. And it says in verse 21, at the same time, so as they're, as he's sending them out and they're coming back and they're all thrilled Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prays this beautiful prayer. Oh, Father, Lord of heaven, earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever, revealing them to the children. Uh, it pleased you to do this. So I feel like what's going on here is Jesus is overjoyed that the disciples are activating. Right. They're going out there and they're praying yes. for people. And that's available to every single believer. And you know, they come back, they're thrilled. They're like, Lord, Lord, even the demons obey us. And Jesus says, don't rejoice the demons obey you. Mm -hmm. Rejoice that your name is written in the book. Right. So if your name is written in the book, if you have received Jesus as your savior and you are following him, this is your inheritance. You know, Jesus gets all excited in these chapters and he says, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And I used to always think that that was like a senior God moment. <laughs> like he's having this flashback to time in the great immemorial past when he saw Satan fall like lightning. And the, and the Holy Spirit brought to my understanding at that point, he said, no, 
that was happening right then. When the disciples went out and they were praying for people and they were healing the sick and they were cleansing the lepers and they were casting out devils and they came back and they were thrilled, Mm -hmm. that's when Jesus saw Satan fall like lightning. His kingdom, which the enemy doesn't have a kingdom because he's not a king, but we say that. He's a prince at best. So his principality is being wrenched apart when the disciples are activating and you can do the exact same thing. Absolutely. It's available to every single believer. Mm -hmm. So Maura, if you could just reach through the airwaves and talk to some of, I think we have a lot of moms, a lot of moms that are kind of in your Mm -hmm. position. Uh, Maybe they have grown kids. Maybe they have kids at home. They have a lot of balls in the air. Some of them are glass. They can't drop them. Mm -hmm. And they want to grow and they want to honor the Lord. And they want to see people healed and they want to see people saved. And more than anything, I think we just want to be good sons and daughters. Right. How would you encourage some of these moms that are probably really wrung out? They're doing lots of things. Mm-hmm. How would, could you encourage them of there's more? What does the Lord have for them? I would say just start with who God puts in front of you in your path. Is it at the grocery store? Is it at the post office? You know, just and ask the Lord, do you want me to go (laughs) talk to this person in front of me? Okay, yes. And then you have a battle with the Lord whether or not to do it. But just just start. And and nowadays with with all that's happened through 2020 and what's going on now, even um, so many people are hurting and so many people are in confusion and chaos internally and you may not even see it. So, you know, just start with start with your neighbor. Start small. You know, you don't it doesn't have to be this big dramatic thing. Um, you know, we do have scheduled times of going out to the ocean front, but just as you live your day, just go and and see who God puts in front of you. Sometimes it's just the cashier mm-hmm. just to smile and say, "Hey, can I pray for you?" Um, you know, and you may see them you know, wrenching their neck or rubbing their head. They've got a, a headache. Hey, can I pray for your, pray for your head? And I, of course, during all the COVID stuff, I would say, I don't need to touch you. I yeah. can just pray from here because you don't know people's yeah, comfort. People were uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I would just say, start with who you have right in front of you and, and come from a mother's heart. You know, there's a lot of hurting people. There's a lot of people who don't have loving parents or mm. just in a lot of confusion and just to just to be a, a God moment for them. Amen. And you can be that. Mm-hmm. You can be that to people. The Lord is joyful for you to activate That's right. and to be his hands and feet. And, you know, one of the things that always was a hindrance for me was I'm not very extroverted. I really don't want to talk right. to strangers. I mean, when my wife and I go out, she's much more comfortable with that. But really what the Lord taught me through this is I may feel introverted in the natural, but in the spirit, Mm -hmm. I am made to be his hands and feet. I am made to be his love. That's right. That's the freedom I got from the cross. Yeah. So you kind of just have to get out of your own head and know it's not really about me. (laughs) It's about what the Lord wants to do. And when we engage with people, like say somebody's standing behind line at a coffee shop, how would you engage them to lead into, can I pray for you? 
how would you do that? Well, sometimes it's as simple as you like their purse or their shoes are really cute. <laughs> this is a very lady to lady engagement. Yeah. Yeah. Women can do that. So guys, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> don't turn around to the lady behind you and say, those are really cute shoes. It probably won't go the way you're thinking or do. Let me know. Maybe it'll work. Yeah, Maybe, you yeah. never know. You so, never know. Sometimes the highlights, especially with the young gals, sometimes the highlights in their hair um, and the different colors, I'd be like, wow, that is so beautiful. I love that. My wife does that People too. with different braidings and stuff. I just compliment them on their hair. And it's genuine because I really do believe that. And then sometimes a door opens, a conversation opens. Yeah. Um, and then just say, hey, I, I just feel like God wants me to tell you how much he loves you. I've done that before. We're just, God just wants you to know you are loved. And he really, really loves you. And he just wanted me to tell you that. And you just leave it there. And I leave it there. I love that. So let me just take the it's pressure. It's like drop off, the bomb drop, and walk away and, walk and away. let them just bask in that. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to go for the jugular and be like, hey, can I pray for you? Because sometimes people aren't ready for that. But the, the spirit may open the door. Or, hey, are you a Christian? Do you, have you prayed to receive Jesus? That can be very yeah. direct. Yeah. Um, but what I found is... If your only interest is that they know they're seen by God and they're loved. That's it. And you deliver that message. I just seen it over and over. Holy Spirit carries it from there. Right. So I love that, Maura. I love that that kind of intro. Um, you know, you'll just talk to, and, and honestly, when I coach people on this, I tell them, hey, start with people that are like you. So if you are a 30-something mom out with kids, Talk to other 30-something moms that are out with kids. Right, because you have a natural conversation yep. about kids. Yep. If, <laughs> if you are fully grown man, you know, talk to another fully grown man. Just find someone like you. And then, really, if you want to be 100% accurate in prophetic words of knowledge, tell them Jesus loves you and thinks you're amazing. That's it. And you are 100% accurate every single time. That's right. And Jesus thinks you're amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, you don't need to get them in a headlock and make them say your prayer. You just need to let them know that God sees them and he loves them. And then the Lord opens more doors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have about 10 more minutes if you're if you're tuning in right now. Hey, thank you for your time. You're listening to the Firestorm Live broadcast. I'm your host, Scott Gilbert. Every Tuesday, we go on 89.1 FM, the word in praise, to encourage you to provoke the body of Christ to step into the fullness. And let's go run with this thing, folks. Let's go be the hands and feet of Jesus to hurting people every day, everywhere we go. Not just when your church is doing outreach. But when you're going to get your car worked on, you know, I've seen amazing things um, just going to get my car worked on. I've seen amazing things just going to a coffee shop, um, amazing things at the UPS store, amazing things when my wife and I are out at Sam's Club. I mean, all of this is just normal life and it's available for every single believer. Our website is firestormunited.org. And we are just a local band of ragtag revivalists <laughs> that are seeing the Lord touch hurting people every day as part of our normal lives. And we want to encourage you to do the same. 
You can contact us through firestormunited.org. Uh, on our website, there's uh, contact information for email, if we can be of service. We'd also like to pray for you. We do activation and equipping sessions. Uh, we teach this stuff all over the area regularly. Our next one that's scheduled is coming up in the middle of September, but we do have availability to do one earlier, like in July or August. So if your church is interested in bringing in a small group for a training for Friday, and usually we do Friday night and Saturday, and take people out and let them see the Holy Spirit in action, touching people's lives. You will see people get saved. You will see people get healed. I can promise you, mm -hmm. because we see it every time, right, mm -hmm. Maura? Just about. Every mm -hmm. time something cool happens when we step out. You know, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And I was saying, I don't believe that that was a Holy Spirit, like senior God moment. That was activated right then when the disciples were stepping out and praying for people. The kingdom of darkness was being rent in two. Right. That's a really exciting Christian life to live. That's how we live every single day. And we invite you to be part of it. So, Maura, if we have any, you know, encouraging words for listeners. Well, one of the things that I think of that I, I learned from you mm. was just it really impacted me the story of going to a protest and just standing there, <laughs> just standing as a Holy Spirit filled believer. Um, and I've heard from other evangelists who have gone in other parts of the world, didn't do anything. Mm. They didn't pray for anybody. They didn't talk to anybody. They just walked the streets, but they're walking in presence of Holy Spirit. And so what I learned from you was that you can go into a, a scene of chaos mm -hmm. and a lot of demonic, you yeah. know, bad spirits and bring the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. We've, and change the atmosphere. And change the atmosphere. Literally. Not because it'll be you doing it, but it would be the Spirit of God. So the Word says, don't you know you yourselves are God's temple and God's Spirit lives in you? It's 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And then things like the very spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. So you call yourself a believer. I called myself a believer, but the question is, well, what do I believe? Well, yeah, I believe Jesus is my Savior, died on the cross, rose from the dead. I believe that. Well, what about the rest of the stuff where Jesus said, hey, go and do what I did, and you're going to do greater things than me? Do I believe that? No, I actually didn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't believe that, uh, you know? So I picked and chose what I believed. Okay. But if we call ourselves right. a believer, you kind of have to believe everything. Mm -hmm. And believing means I'm going to step into what Jesus modeled. And yeah, we just have a couple more minutes. We should talk really quickly about okay. praying for people in protest because I think that probably got your interest right then. So yeah, Maura and her husband Jack and, and me and a bunch of other team, uh, we would get noticed that there was going to be a protest somewhere over the last year or so in various places. And we took prayer teams down in the mm -hmm. middle of protests. Mm -hmm. No agenda, no politics. We right. are absolutely not there to engage on any of those topics. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what you believe. That's not what we're there for. What we are there for is to be a conduit of the Holy Spirit in a difficult situation. There are hurting people. That's why they're protesting. Right. For whatever reason they're protesting, doesn't matter to me. The fact is these are hurting people. Mm -hmm. And more, I remember that one time we were, you, we were all together and we were down at the ocean front. And we didn't know where this protest was going to start, but there were hundreds of people 
all massing around and there were flashing lights and cops on horseback and the atmosphere was very tense. And I remember I went with two other people and we just walked and we saw a giant group of people kind of a block or so down on a, on a, um, a corner. So I just went down there to think, well, maybe that's where all the action is. Mm-hmm. There's flashing lights and police and cruisers and whatnot. And we just went and we stood there and I kind of just took in what's going on. And there were several hundred people on a street corner. And in my heart, I just imagined that Holy Spirit is here because I'm here and he lives here. Right. And I didn't put my hand in the air. We didn't pray audibly. We were just kind of standing there figuring out what's going on. And after about 90 seconds, there is a ring around us about 50 feet in diameter, all around where there's nobody. People just scattered away. They were just gone. Nobody said anything. Wow. It just, the Holy Spirit just kind of came. Hovered. <laughs> and then the three of us just kind of separated, wandered around and said, hey, the Lord loves you. Can I just pray a blessing on you? And every single person that we approached received. That's awesome. And there was no drama. There was no mm-hmm. weirdness. Mm-hmm. And I have just seen that over and over, and that's available for you. That's available for every single believer because it's not you doing it. It's the Spirit of God living in you that's doing it. Maura, I thank you for coming. Oh, my pleasure. It was fun, right? It really was. I I love it. So Maura was nervous. I was. (laughs) Which is reasonable, right? Live radio can be that way. But I want to tell you, I I think you did wonderful. And the the testimonies that you shared were just very real and very... Um, I think people could relate to them. And and really the part of this that I love the most is, can you pray for our listeners? Oh, my. That they okay. would step into yes. the fullness yes. of what this looks like. We have yes. about, you know, 40 seconds. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Father God, I just thank you for everyone who is listening here today. And I just, um, I pray that any of the words that we spoke today would be like seeds planted and that you would come and water those. I just pray that you would just show them these God moments, maybe where somebody even comes and talks to them out in public, and it's just an open door. So Father God, we just thank you. I bless I bless everyone who's listening, and I thank you that, that it is so joyful for you, but for us as believers to know that it's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. And so if we can just be um, pushers of joy (laughs) out in the public. So I just thank you for um, everyone, again, everyone who's listening. And I just, I I just, I bless them with the joy of, of just walking out and blessing people and letting them know that they are sons and daughters of the King. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, Please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. Well, now that you've met Mora, you need to meet her husband, Jack. Mora and Jack Bain are a force for the kingdom. By day, Jack is a mild-mannered engineer, but he and Mora together 
leverage the love of the Lord that lives in them, and they are seeing him touch people in desperate situations. They have an outreach ministry everywhere they go, but they seem to be moving in power amongst the homeless, amongst a a scared situation, a dangerous situation, a situation that a lot of Christians would shy away from. Jack and Mora are seeing the Lord manifest himself in some very scary places, and his love is changing lives. You got to check it out.